Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, Great Luke, yes. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Right. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater To cite to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> alright, 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 alright. Shalom and good morning. Uh to the twelve tribes worldwide, to the Judah, Benjamin Levi, Simeon, Zimba, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gab, Reuben, Asher, Dali, and there's a car. Shalom, 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 shalom. Um, uh, in the ancient, uh, in, in the Paleo-Hebrew greeting of Yahweh, Bahashem Yahweh Shai, Thumb, may the Most High in Christ bless all of y'all. And all praises, glory, um, all power is of Yahweh. All power is of Yahweh. All power is of Yahweh. Bahashem HaMashiach Yahweh Shai. You've reached another episode of ISBHBK Presents Bible Talk. ISBHPK stands for the Israelite Schools of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. We are Hebrew Israelites, um, and we do teach that here in North America, North Central South America, that those people whose fathers are of Negroid, so-called Native American, or so-called Hispanic descent, that you are descendants of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, of the people that Moses led out of Egypt uh, by the power of the Most High God and Creator. Again, welcome you all to our show. Um, Gabar, I think I'm seeing you calling in. Call, call my phone. Call my phone. I, I know you probably tried calling my phone, and I, I, I was having some problems with it, but uh, call my phone now, brother, if you can hear me. Go ahead and call, call my phone now. I'm on the switchboard, brother. I'm on the switchboard, and I'm seeing uh, uh, phone numbers, and I can see the brother Gabar's uh, number. Gabar, go ahead, call me, call me, call my phone directly. I saw what I'm waiting on that. Um, tonight, brothers and sisters, uh, at sundown, uh, for those that, that are, are following the calendar that, that we follow, or the, the, the Hebrew calendar that we follow, tonight at sundown um, is... Shalom, shalom, shalom. Sir, yeah, I'm, I'm on the road. I'm, I'm heading back. I had a, I had a couple of uh, appointments early this morning, so I'm, 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 I'm getting there. Uh, that's why I, I had texted you. Uh, calling in about You know what? I didn't see your text. I'm looking to hear uh, Slum, sir. Going to be calling in about 10.30. My parents uh, had me running a couple of uh, errands this morning. Brother, it's all good. Cool. So, so Glenn, just listen in then. Um, and you'll you be able to you be able to, uh, uh, you be able to slide in there like swimwear. It's going to be all good. 
Cool, brother. So, um, uh, I'm going to disconnect our call, and then when you get to the house and you get settled, call me back in. Call back in. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Cool, cool, cool. That's good to hear, though. That's good to hear. All right, then. Um, call me back when you, when you, when you, once you get in the house and, and you get settled. It's all good. Uh, all right, bro. All right, all right, all right, okay. Um, we're back, we're back, we're back. Um, as you might have just heard, yeah, I was talking to the brother uh, Gabarkawa. Uh, he was calling here in about uh, about twenty minutes or so. Um, and I was trying to get some of the announcements out the way. Uh, getting back to 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 what uh, uh, what we were sitting up today tonight at sunset does mark uh, the beginning of Passover. Um, for those that are following the Masra Yasharala uh, calendar, a little, a little history on that. The Masra Yasharala uh, calendar it, it comes from uh, literally from the month of Abib. Um, when we read in Exodus chapter 12, uh, the Most High tells us uh, that the, this month should be the beginning of months, uh, and it's the month of Abib of when the Most High uh, brought the children of Israel out of out of, out of Egypt, and he, he established our, our calendar with us, specifically starting with the month of Abib. Now, a bib means to spring forth. Now, it literally means to spring forth. That's hence you get springtime. All right, um, and it was when the, the first leaves of, of barley first spring forth or first uh, became ripened. That's how we know it was the beginning of the year. It, it was it was the springtime. Not only the beginning of the year, but the, uh, it was the springtime also. And then uh, subsequently, from the first full moon uh, after the 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 springing forth of the barley leaves. That that full moon would be the beginning of months, um, and that's where the word month comes from. It's from the moon. And when we read uh, Ecclesiastes chapter forty-three, starting about, like verse six, um, the most high verse in the Apocrypha, um, or some people might know it as Syriac in the Apocrypha, uh, chapter forty-three, starting verse six, it tells you what the, the purpose of the moon is. Along with uh, Genesis chapter one, I believe starting verse ten, where the Lord tells you that He made um, great lights. Um, one to rule the day, one to rule the night. He made the stars also to be for signs, for seasons, uh, and for uh, times. First, be able to tell our time and everything. So, the brothers with the Mashra Yasha'ala are in, um, have really been doing a lot of unifying um, with the Israelites uh, that are in Demona, uh, which is which is actually in the land of Israel, and from being in contact with them, really unifying with them, that they're able to get a more accurate reading being in the land of Israel of when the first barley the first barley did spring forth. The first barley leaf did spring forth. And then the, the new moon from that. And they were starting to kind of the, the new year from that time. So by, by doing it that way, which is, which is correct biblically, it um it gives that that today at sunset will be the 14th day of the first month of this of this new year, hence the Passover. 
And again, um, we, you can read about that in Exodus chapter 12. Um, so that's why we we we, we kind of we're linking up with the brothers with the Masra Yasra and also just trying to show some type of unity. Um, with all the splits and and and, and branching off that that has happened uh, among Hebrew Israelites, uh, you can look and and find Hebrew Israelite uh, different camps. Uh, celebrating uh, uh, Passover at all different times. Um, and that's not a mark against Hebrew Israelites. That's just an understanding that those are some of the things that when Christ gets back, he's going to have to straighten out for us uh, as far as when the actual uh, time begins um, and when the actual new moon is. Some, some some camps uh, are uh, do teach that the new moon starts at the full moon. That when the if the full moon is there, that that is the new moon. Um, others teach that the new moon is when when the first sliver of the moon after after the dark moon when when, when there's no moon at all, and then the very first slightest sliver of the moon is revealed. That that's the beginning of the new moon, um, and the, the new month. Others. Uh, or other uh, lines said that when it's completely dark, that's when the new moon starts. So there is controversy. Um, when I say controversy, there, there's different understandings about when the new moon starts among different camps. Um, so that's why if you look along, um, across the board of our Hebrew Israelites, that that's something that, that we have uh, we have different understandings on, which would be contrary to. And growing up here in America, growing up in this modern-day society, that every July 4th is going to be America's Independence Day. Every, um, uh, what is it, March 17th is going to be St. Patrick's Day. Um, every February 14th is going to be um, uh, Valentine's Day. Every December 25th is going to be uh, Christmas. Every uh, uh, January 1st will be the New Year's in this modern society that we live in that those days are set on no specific days. But if you notice that if I use uh, the Christmas day of December 25th, December 25th can fall on, on different days of the week uh, uh, each year. That is not going to be the exact – December 25th is not going to be Monday, December 25th, every single year. That, 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 that December 25th will be on different days throughout the week. As well as, as well as also like Valentine's Day, um, will be on different days. It'll still be Feb- February 14th, but it'll still it could be on any day of the week. Um, it's not always going to be uh, Wednesday, February 14th. It's always going to be on that exact day. Um, so when, when people come from uh, the modern way of, 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 of keeping the calendar, then and they also believe that yeah, it's, it's it's these holidays or holidays should fall on the exact day, exact same day every year. Um, they do with the Hebrew the Hebrew um, uh, the Hebrew calendar. They do. It's just understanding when the new moon falls. Uh, it gets understand about when the new new moon falls. Um, but again, because some people uh, started the. the if you look again on YouTube or, or different uh, uh, Hebrew Israelite platforms, we, there's different dates for everybody. Um, uh, and 
we and just trying to show some solidarity and trying to show some unity. I'm going with the brothers from the Mashra Yasha'ala and just trying to unify with as many Israelite camps as possible, trying to show that unity and endeavoring to keep the the endeavoring to keep the unity, endeavoring to keep the peace. I'm sorry, endeavoring to keep the unity and the spirit of peace. Endeavoring to keep the spirit of unity. Wow, I'm really hacking this up. I got some brain fog going on this morning. Goodness. Um, P-I-R, spirit, U-N-I-T-Y, and not from Queen of Tifa. Right, endeavoring to keep the, uh, the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Ooh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. So, and working hard to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And, and that rejoice. We, we do rejoice. And that uh, we don't judge each other after uh, the respect of a Sabbath or a, or a holy day. As long as it's being rehearsed, as long as it's being, uh, being kept in some, fashion, some form or fashion, and being recognized, that, 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 that's, that's enough to rejoice in. Um, that's enough to, to, be, to, be, to be excited about. And that when Christ does come, and that's, let me get that scripture also. Um, C-O-M-E. Right, when we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 10 here, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, we start, matter of fact, verse 9. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 9, it says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. So we don't, we don't have everything 100%. Not, nobody does. Nobody has the truth 100%. One thing we all do have the truth about is that the Hebrew Israelites are God's chosen people. Right? That is one thing that, can, that, that as Hebrew Israelites we do teach and we are unified in, 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 in that understanding that God's chosen people are the Hebrew Israelites, are the 12 tribes of Israel. That, that, that goes without saying. That, that, that's where we definitely have unity. Um, there are some Hebrew Israelites who don't even ascribe or believe in Jesus Christ. They only believe in the Old Testament, but they still believe the Hebrew Israelites, and, and they use the scriptures to do so. Um, and, and, again, it, it, many different, different types of divisions and, and, and what have you. So this is where we understand 1 Corinthians 7, 13, verse 9. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But now verse 10. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in, is in part shall be done away. So right now at this time, we know in part, we prophesy in part. So as more, more history um, and more prophecies get fulfilled, and we can go back and master history with the prophecies of, of the Bible, that a lot more of these prophecies are being revealed. It's showing that this is what this is talking about, this is what this is, and we're seeing even that much more clearer. But it tells you that we're going to be seeing in part until Christ gets here. The one who is perfect is Christ. Then when Christ is here and the perfect one has come, then that which is in part shall be done away with, that we'll know everything, that, that it, it, everything will be revealed and be seen perfectly. Um, the, 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 the coming together of the body of Christ will, will, will finally be here. The bride, uh, that's what we'll in Revelations, the 21st and 22nd chapter, the bride of Christ will finally uh, be prepared. And we will, we will know all things. 
So just throw, throw it out there. And I don't know why I feel so, like, anxious right now. But I, 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 um, almost, almost defensive. And, and that's, that's, not, that's, that's, not, that's not where I'm trying to come from. Uh, when we look at verse 12, 1 Corinthians 7, 13, verse 12, it says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I, even as I also am known. As also I am known. So we know in part right now, we're seeing through a glass darkly, like, like if you're looking through a tenant window, um, you, can see, you can see figures. If you're looking at, at like a, a, a limousine tent, a car with the limousine tent, and you're trying to look inside, you might be able to see faintly um, that there's figures. You might be able to see people inside the car moving. You can't see them distinctly, but you see that there's something there. You can see some movement. Um, so it's dark. But it says when Christ gets here, it says then we're going to see face to face. It's going to be as if the, the window's gone. Um, there's no tent at all. We're going to see everything face to face. We're going to see it very clearly. But now, um, as we get closer and closer to that time, there is more, more of the darkness fading away, and we're able to see more clearly, but there's still some parts that we still, still see darkly, right? There's still some parts that we still see darkly. Um, cool. You know what? I think I know the problem. I think my blood sugar is getting a little bit low, and that's not feeling this way. Remember, I, I know that's what it is. That's the only thing that makes sense. So, brothers and sisters, my apologies, my apologies, my apologies, especially after listening to Thousand Plus class yesterday, if y'all got a chance to listen to it. Uh, beautiful, impeccable. Uh, the flow and the pace that the, bro- the brother brought out a lot of information, it was very smooth. Um, it says, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. If y'all didn't get a chance to listen to his show yesterday, please go back and check it out. He really puts a cap. Um, I mean, no cap, I meaning that lie, but he really, he really, he really um, brought out a real, very scholarly and very easy to understand. Um, identifying the Grecians in the Bible, identifying, especially from the New Testament, where the idea of Grecian started from, where it said there's no difference between the Jews or the Greeks. The brother really went to the origins of it. He brought out a lot of research, a lot of reference books, matching it with the scriptures. It was really a, a well-done, smooth class. It, it really was, um, which really has me, I guess, a little bit more shaky this morning and, and, and just this, the, the standard that the brother said with that class. It, 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 with all his classes. It's a real smooth flow, a real great flow. So let me do this. I'm going to, I need to go ahead and take another, a, 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 an intermission right now. I need to get some sugar. I need, I need to get some, um, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to uh, get a piece of fruit and, um, and balance on my blood sugar a little bit because I can feel it, my blood sugar is getting low. And that's where I'm getting this like kind of nervous feeling, this anxious feeling. Um, and getting a little bit jittery. So let me go ahead and do that. So I'm going to put the, uh, some music on. Uh, give me time to go ahead and do this, and then we'll come back, and we're going to resume with the show. We're going to go ahead and go with the show. So um, 
back to life, back to reality. All right, so uh, here we go. Take this intermission, and then we're going to come back and resume with the show. Here we go.
All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, cool, cool, cool. And perfect timing, perfect timing, perfect timing. Me and John also by the brother Gabar Kawa. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom, sir. Yahawabashem, 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 Yahawabashem. All right, all right, all right, all right. I want to say, again, uh, my apologies, but my blood sugar was definitely, definitely getting kind of low. Um, <laughs> and for those who have diabetes, you're dealing with blood sugar uh, issues. If your, blood sugar gets, if your blood sugar gets too low, then you, you have feelings of, of nervousness, you have feelings of anxiousness, you feel jittery, um, uh, and you feel real lightheaded, you know, real lightheaded and real, real, real spaced out. And I didn't realize that, that that's what was taking place. That's what was taking place. Um, so a fix for that is uh, chew a piece of fruit, or if you have the, the, the glucose candy or whatever, I don't have any of that, or, or, or to just drink a little bit of fruit juice. And if your blood sugar is too low, That'll, that that'll be a quick little fix to to uh, to get to get it maintained, and my blood sugar has been so high lately. Uh, two days ago it was it was real high. I didn't realize it was it was that high. So um, I kind of doubled up on, uh, on all my medication yesterday, and it's it's, it's hitting. It's, it's starting to hit right now. Um, so it really got my blood sugar really really low. Plus I was fasting to get my blood sugar back under control from from the high that it was at to bring it back, bring it back down. So I'm good. We're good. It's all good. Let's move on with this class. So um, Monday, Monday we was going over the name, uh, the Christ, all right? On Monday we was going over the Christ, and we was reading from the, uh, as I pull it back up here, we have read from uh, a reference book, the the Encyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. Now, if I haven't said this before, brothers and sisters, I know I have, but I'm, I'm going to say it again. I do like to try and use, and I'm very hypocritical right now, I do not like to do a lot of talking. I know it, 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 I, I know that that seems very hypocritical. I don't. I really don't like to do a lot, a lot of talking. Uh, I would. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather let the scriptures do the talking. Uh, because in my mind, the way my mind does work, if you reject what's being said, from my fear of rejection, if you reject what's being said, then you're not rejecting me. You're rejecting the scriptures. Um, so I really try and make sure it's not just my opinion, it's not just my outlook, it's not just my uh, how I'm putting things together, because I can see where in the scriptures many false prophets and many false teachers, because they're so charismatic in how they bring out the message, and they're, they're so eloquent in how they bring out the men. Not, not saying that all eloquent people are, are, are off or whatever, but because of my lack of confidence in my ability, 
to talk. My confidence in who I am. I've really made my, my I've really tried to make it my, my life my my personal mission to make sure that in keeping with the agreement of First Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty one, to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good, that it's a, it's the scriptures and it's the proper understanding of the scriptures that's being brought out. That um uh, and my first example of making sure the scriptures are being it's not only just the scriptures, but that the scriptures are being brought out properly is when you read John three sixteen. Growing up in the Baptist church, yeah, God so loved the world. Um, that and then you know, literally growing up in Baptist church, uh, you know, vacation Bible schools, uh, he got the whole world in his hands. He got the whole world in his hands. He got he loves he loves your, the. These are all little children, all the children of the world. That but growing with that type of, of, of um, that, that type of mentality being 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 uh, conditioning, that type of mental conditioning. That yeah, I really thought I understood John three sixteen, but when it was first revealed to me, the pro, the, the proper understanding or, or a clearer understanding, I'm gonna say it like that, a clearer understanding of what John 15 is talking about, that it was referring to the world of Israel. Um, and that there's more than one world in the Bible. That that kind of put me on that guard, like put my, my, my antennas up like, wow, this whole time I thought I knew scriptures, and this whole time I thought I knew the Bible. And then from that time, and in the, in the, in the 30-something years, 35 years I've, I've been in, in these scriptures, There'd be there'd be more clearer and clearer understanding that comes out from the scriptures, that really lets me know that I don't know nothing about the Most High. That every time I th- I think I've achieved an understanding and think I got it, the Most High showed me just how deep His understanding that that this rabbit hole is much deeper than what I could really imagine. That the understanding of the Most High far excels or exceeds what my little Peasley pea brain mind can come up with. That in keeping with Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9 and 10, where he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Coming back with Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, where he says, Lean not into their own understanding. That even now in becoming in being and acknowledging my identity as a Hebrew Israelite, that, that's the truth of my nationality. It's not my religion, it's 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 my nationality. That there can be times when a person will pull pull a scripture and it's got and their understanding has absolutely nothing to do with what scripture that she's talking about. So to help prevent that from from me just giving, I guess uh, what scholars call the exegesis that it's just my opinion about what the scripture says. Uh, going back to like my interpretation of what the scripture says, I try and I like to use all these other uh, references and and and, and scholarship. So that it's not just my opinion. It's not just my way of looking at it. It's not just me throwing something out there. And the fact that I, I know I've memorized some scriptures, that now is all of it. it that now that makes me correct. I, I really want, I want to come back. It says there's safety in the most of the council. So let me go and get get men who have dedicated their lives to biblical study, to and had access to the resources, access to the history, access to the archaeology access to the anthropology, access to the, to the, the linguistics, 
um, of, of the Bible that obviously I don't have, and many of us today don't have. So this is why I do like to use these these references. Um, like the, again, the Encyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature, to get to get the compilation of what scholars have dedicated a lot more time and energy and spirit to, um, and bring us this understanding to make sure it's not just me talking, it's not just me running my mouth, it's not just me putting something together, and then oh yeah, here's the scripture kind of matches what I'm thinking. No, let me make sure I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting my thinking. To what the scripture says. Let me let me not think. Oh, I had to stop my mind. Oh, and by the way, I didn't happen to find the scripture that kind of matches what this thought in my mind was. That must mean I'm right. No, 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 no. Back in the day, um, uh, before you know, we had digital clocks, or 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 you had you had a watch that you had to actually wind uh, between your two, your two fingers. That if you didn't wind wind your watch or wind the clock, that it would stop running. And <laughs> that clock, even though it stopped running, that it could tell the time correctly twice a day. <laughs> and one in the a.m., one in the p.m. If the clock stopped at 7.04, then right, at, when it's 7.04, and so I ask you, what time is it? And I say it's 7.04. Hey, that would be the <laughs> 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 they come me 12 hours later? Hey, Michelle, what time is it? And I have no, hey, it's 704. <laughs> that would be correct <laughs> at those two times. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ask me at 12 noon and I look at my clock and I say it's 704, then obviously I'm going to be wrong. Obviously I'm, 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 I'm going to be off, even though I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at my watch because it's not wound and it's not keeping up with what's going on. I'm I'm looking at it, but it's not going to be correct. That that just for those two times in a day, if I look at it, it might be correct, but it doesn't mean it's correct at all times. So I do try and bring out some of the, these reference 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 material to help really make sure the understanding is coming up proper. Uh, the only thing I was lacking. Uh, with the scholarship that we do go to and that we do use, is that they didn't realize or know that they were Hebrew Israelites. But that didn't stop the fact of them having access to the history, again, the archaeology, to the anthropology, uh, to the linguistics, um, even going to um, uh, these places, actually going to Israel, going and visiting the sites, going actually putting hands on, uh, uh, boots on the ground, hands in the dirt, and actually doing that type of research and, and dedication. And, Having access to the to the scrolls, having access to the Hebrew scrolls, have access to the Septuagint, having access to all these different type of things, to to really help put this together, they just didn't lack the, the understanding, which was hidden, which was supposed to be hidden about who the actual Hebrew Israelites are. So I can come now, we we can come now at this time, and understand that we are the Hebrew Israelites, and I look at things, and fit these puzzle pieces, and uh, together, and knowing that we are the Hebrew Israelites. And, and, but now coming back and getting into scholarship and getting into these, these studies um, and being be able to put all these things together. So on, on Monday, we was in the Encyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. <coughs> Just trying to give this, <coughs> this brief recap, if I, if I may. 
um, and we read definition number three for the word Christ. And it says, in the prophetic scriptures, we find this appellation given to an illustrious personage who under various designations is so often spoken of as uh, destined to be uh, to appear in a distant age as a great deliverer. And then section A um, says, the royal prophet David seems to have been the first who spoke of the great deliverer under this appellation, meaning the appellation of the Christ. And we, we went and broke down, again, uh, Christ uh, meaning uh, the anointed. All right? And we, we went through all that, um, and that it was just a title for a de- deliverer. So what I want to jump into today, as I'm seeing the time, uh, don't stop for anybody. Uh, I want to go into now. Uh, well, except, for, except for Joshua. <laughs> you know, I just thought I'd throw that in there. I said, well, except for Joshua, when, when Heavenly Father um, gave us that extra that extra day. <laughs> I was just, you know, just. True, 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 true. Right, right. Got it. <laughs> You know, uh, to like it, but just you know, it's not a problem. No problem. I got, I got you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask if we can get two uh, two scriptures right now. If yes, we sir. Get Matthew, Matthew chapter one verse twenty one, and then we're going to get Acts chapter four, verse ten, and then verse twelve. Okay, uh, Matthew chapter one and verse twenty one. Yes, sir. Um, Matthew chapter one and verse twenty one reads, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So this is the first time mo- most people see the word Jesus in the Bible, all right? Um, Jesus the Christ. Now, what we want to go into today is uh, dealing with the name Jesus, all right, the the, the cry. We, this the, I want, I'm going to get into today. So we can now go to Acts chapter four, and verse ten, and then verse twelve. Acts chapter four, yes, starting at starting at verse ten, reads: Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. So I want to bring attention in this scripture to where Peter is addressing the the assembly of of Israelites at this time. Um, And he brings attention to, he says, that this man is standing whole by the name of Jesus. I'm sorry, read that part again. But, uh, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. So he says, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Um it says, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, we got um, from Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 that uh, Mary and Joseph's baby, her firstborn baby, is going to be, his name is going to be called Jesus. 
because he's going to save his people from their sins. Um, and then we have it here in Acts chapter 4, verse 10, that it says, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, if I'll read this out. If Jesus, what we're going to find out is that most people coming from uh, a religious background only think of the name Jesus, the Greek word for Jesus, um, which does mean Savior, that, 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 that's it, that that's the only time that this name was ever used. But if you pay attention to it, it says Jesus Christ, meaning Jesus, the word Jesus means Savior, Christ meaning the anointed or the chosen, then the chosen Savior, that Jesus, the son of Mary and Joseph, is the, the chosen, anointed Savior, and it says of Nazareth. And what we're going to find out is of Nazareth is the city that he was raised in. We know he was born in Bethlehem, um, but he was raised in Nazareth. Now, the, the thing that most people skip over is why does it always say Jesus Christ or Jesus the Christ of Nazareth? What we're going to find out is, contrary to what, what the world does teach or really does reveal, is that this, the name Jesus uh, is used so many times in the Bible, it's, it's, it's incredible. And that most people are under the impression that just because I say the name Jesus when I pray, but just because I say the name Jesus uh, when, I, when I, uh, 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 I pray over my food or whatever, that just by invoking or just by saying the name Jesus, that that name that is the first time it ever came up in history. But the reason I said Jesus Christ of Nazareth is, is to be specific about which Jesus are we talking about. Because we're going to find out that, that the name Jesus, especially when we come back and read it in the Hebrew, understand the name Jesus in the Hebrew, that there were so many people in the Bible with this same exact name that it had to be his, the one from Nazareth had to be designated. He had to be separated so they'd be understood who we're talking about. And they were talking about the, the Christ, the anointed Savior, the chosen Savior is the one that Joseph and Mary had, the son of Joseph and Mary. And I know this is confusing for a lot of people. Uh, I'm trying my best to make sure that this, this flows smooth. But right now, I'm going to, go to um, uh, we're going, I'm, I'm going to bring out and try and try and show that in reading the, the Bible, and I'm not trying to take away from the, the, the divinity or the power of Jesus Christ, but I want to understand there's more to the name of Jesus Christ than just what you think it is. That we're going to find out that the name Jesus, Joshua. The name Jesus, Joshua, Justice, Jehoshua, Oshea, Hoshea, Jehoshua, or Yeshua, that all these from the King James Bible, all these from the King James Bible, in Hebrew, they're all the same word. They're all the same name. And they all have the same meaning. So where I'm going to be pulling from right now is from... uh, when you download the Eastward uh, uh, app, uh, one of the, the, the modules that you can download is the Strong's module containing the following works. That there's a, there's a, a, a module you can download, and it contains the, the Round Driver Briggs Hebrew word definitions. 
Um, from the Old Testament, it's the brown driver uh, Briggs Hebrew word definitions. From the New Testament, it's the Thayer Greek word definitions. And then also contains <laughs> the, the Strong's definitions. And then also contains the King James Concordance and the can be strong Old Testament um, Hebrew words um, eight seven uh, six seven five um, through the New Testament uh, five nine four forty four. So, who is Brown um, Brown Driver uh, Briggs or the 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 BDB the BDB right right on the, the, the on the acronym CON which is an acronym which is a Con. Hebrew and English, a a Hebrew and English lexicon of the Old Testament. I'm, I'm going to let the brother uh, Gabar go ahead and read what is the BDB. And the reason I'm doing this, brothers and sisters, and in going into in our studies, in studying the name Jesus and studying the name Christ, that it goes much. There, there's there's more to it than just what you might get from your common average just uh, Sunday school lesson. That there's a lot more to it. That does require study. That does require work. That does require research. And I'm pulling up all these sources so, so we can understand, get a better understanding about the name Jesus. All right? Um, and I know this supposed to be a simplicity in Christ, but this really goes, it, 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 there's more to it. That's all I can say. There's more to it. So could you please read for us, uh, uh, Brother Gabar, what is the BDB or the Brown Driver Briggs uh, Hebrew and English lexicon of the Old Testament? Con. Um, a Hebrew and English lexicon of the Old Testament, more commonly known as Brown Driver Briggs or BDB, from the name of its three authors, is a standard reference to the Biblical Hebrew and Biblical Aramaic. Number one. Reference first published in 1906. So, it is so organized. So, so this Hebrew um, lexicon was first published. The Hebrew English lexicon was first published in the year 1906, and it was, it was compiled by these three authors, these three scholars, by the name of Brown, one uh, driver, and one of Briggs. A lot of people, when you come into into the, the understanding and knowledge of the Hebrew Israelites. Um, you might only be familiar with the uh, the Ben Yehudi's uh, dictionary, uh, English, uh, Hebrew English dictionary, or you might um, might be familiar with the Strong's Concordance. But there's an even older work, um, <clears throat> and this is what we're reading about right here. The 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 Ben Yehudi's that most people might be familiar with when, in dealing with the Hebrew and the Greek that wasn't compiled until uh, 1947, 1948, when the so-called white man the uh, Jewish people went and, and occupied Jerusalem, occupied the promised land. And that's when he compiled that, compiled the Yiddish and all other type of whatever, and he put that together. For the Ben Yehudis that a lot of people might be familiar with, where a lot of Strong got a lot of his, his uh, got some of his reference from also. But these scholars have compiled this information even before that time. And a lot of people are not familiar with their work. Please keep reading, sir. Con. Um, reference number one, first published in 1906, it is organized by Hebrew alphabetical order of the three 
of three letters, three letter roots. Right. What does it mean right there? What that mean is, when you go back and you start studying Hebrew, most Hebrew words have a three letter root word. Um, for example, it might be uh, the brother uh, Gabar. You hear the Ga, and Gabar's name is actually spelled with three letters. The three letters that Gabar's name is spelled with, the three root letters of his name is Ga, Ba, and Ra. And you find that example, um, and and just about all Hebrew that there's a three letter roots. Then that's what it's going to start with the three letters. Then you might come back and have to start adding in the um, uh, uh, the, the masculine tense, the, the gender of the word. And there's ways that you that you that, that it would be worded and more letters would be added. Or um, is, is it plural or is it is it is it, a, is it singular? And there would be different words or whatever added. And then coming in with the uh, uh, adjectives or, or, and adverbs, there would be different adjustments. But all Hebrew basically has three-letter root words, all right? So that's what they're saying right here. Uh, reading on. Pun. It was based on the Hebrew-German uh, lexicon of Wilhelm Jensenius, translated by Edward Robinson. The chief editor was Francis Brown with the cooperation of Samuel Rolls, driver, and Charles Augustus Briggs, hence the name Brown, driver, Briggs. Some modern printings have added the Strong's reference numbers of biblical Hebrew and Aramaic words in 2013. Shemetis or Semetis, Joanne Hackett and John Huenegard received a national endowment for the humanities to fund creation of the revised and updated electronic version of the BDB. The resulting biblical Hebrew and Aramaic, Aramaic Lexicon will be available through a website, Semitica Electronica, or via print on demand. Cool. So in doing this research over the, over the name Jesus, this is one of the reference, uh, reference, reference books that I did use, or that is being used, the Brown, the Brown Driver Briggs Lexicon. All right? We're also going to use, and that's for the Old Testament words. For the New Testament words, we're using the Thayer's Greek lexicon. You want to uh, give us some understanding about that? Uh, uh, read, read that about the, uh, the Thayer's Greek lexicon. Con. The Thayer's Greek lexicon is a originally published version in 1841. Joseph Henry Thayer's Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament is a comprehensive lexical work with over 5,000 entries that are mapped to each Greek Strong's number in the New Testament. Thayer's Greek-English lexicon references scholarly works of the time, etymology, and provides both biblical and historical definitions and usage. Right. So, again, what I hope, what I hope is coming across is how extensive this research into, into the Hebrew and Greek words how extensive this research goes, how extensive this study 
um, um, is, is, is involved, all right, to make sure that we're, we're getting the, the, uh, the right translation of these words, all right? Um, we're also going to use the theological dictionary of the New Testament. Brother Gabar. Yes, sir. The Theological Dictionary of the New Testament, T-D-N-T, the acronym, stands for Theological Dictionary of the New Testament, which was edited by Gerhard Cattell and Gerhard Friedrich and translated from the German by Jeffrey W. Bromley. This 10-volume set is a standard resource for in-depth word studies of every word of theological or religious significance in the Greek Testament. In the editor's preface, Bromley states, while it is not a simple lexicon, it obviously cannot replace either the full commentary or the biblical theology, volume one, uh, volume one and nine. Um, one of the other distinctions of the TDNT or the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament is its use of many different contributors. And then we also uh, are going to be using the, uh, using the exhaustive concordance of the Bible, generally known as the Strong's Concordance. And I really didn't go into that. Um, most people are familiar with the Strong's Concordance. I didn't really get into the history of that. Um, and this Eastward uh, module, if you download Eastward, um, the free Eastward Bible study software, uh, the King James Version plus the, the TBM and the Bible, uh, Bible and Dictionary, this module includes the King James Version of the Bible, the Strong's Hebrew and Greek references, for each word with, with definitions, the tense, voice, and, and mood, the, uh, which is the TBM, uh, notations for each, for each verb, uh, the tense, voice, and mood dictionary for understanding the TV designations. So we read Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And Brother Goodbye, if you want to read that again, please. Con. Matthew chapter 1. And verse 21 reads, <clears throat> And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. All right, so here we have, again, the, the angel letting um, Joseph know that from him getting his, his wife pregnant, from, from Joseph impregnating Mary, that she's going to have a baby. And she's going to have a son. And that when this, this son is born, that Joseph, the father, is going to name this baby Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now, mind you, Jesus is the Greek word, right? Jesus is the Greek word. And now we're going to go into that. When we look at the word Jesus, it comes from um, the strongest definition uh, of the Greek number 2424, all right? Uh, can, can you read? Can you read on? Can you read? Con. Um, number one reference: the Son of God. No, no, no but, 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 let me say this. 
The, the yeah. transliteration for the Greek word is uh, I, 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 isosis. I, con, con. Do I hear that? Uh, transliteration is Iasus. Right. Phonetic is Iasus. Right. That there was, remember, the letter J, brothers and sisters, was not invented until the 1700s. So obviously, here in the, the, the 4th century BC, or uh, uh, 4 BC, not even the 4th century, the 4th the, the year or 6th year BC, there was no letter J. Right? There was no letter J. That for the Greek word, it would be pronounced Iesus. Right? So it became, became the word Jesus. Right? The definition, please. Definition. Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. Right. So the word Jesus, or the, from the Greek word Iesus, means Jehovah, or, or we'll find Yahweh is salvation. All right, definition number one, please. Con. Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of mankind, comma, God. Right, God uh, incarnate. So the first definition that we get of Jesus is that, yeah, he's the Son of God, the Savior of mankind, God incarnate. That's one person named Jesus. We're going to find out there were other people named Jesus also, or other people named Iesus, and we're going to use the Greek. Evidence number two. Con. Jesus Barabbas was the captive robber whom the Jews begged Pilate to release instead of Christ. Many of us are familiar during the time of the crucifixion that, that Pilate um, had, had a chance to release Christ. So he asked the people, shall I release to you Jesus Christ of Nazareth or Barabbas? But what we fail or don't get is that Barabbas' full name was Aesos or Jesus Barabbas also. And his name was also Jesus. All right? Definition number three. Con. Joshua was the famous captain of the Israelites, Moses' successor. And we're going to get this here. We're going to find out that Joshua and Jesus are the same name. All right? Let's get Acts chapter 7, verse 45. Acts chapter 7 and verse 45 reads... which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, whom God... um, Start at 44. Con. Acts chapter 7 and verse 44 reads, Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he had a... Talk about our fathers, the, the, the 12 tribes of Israel, we did have the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness. Uh, that, that's where the Moses had put the uh, – uh, that's went in with the Holy of Holies and the Ark of the Covenant uh, with the, um, uh, the two tablets that he wrote, the Emirates, Aaron's Rod, that we did have the tabernacle before Solomon had built the temple. So we did have the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness. Go ahead. As he had appointed 
speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen. Also, our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. So here we know historically that who actually led the Israelites into the promised land? Joshua. From what, from what we understand is Joshua. But here they translated the word Joshua into what name in Acts chapter 7 verse 45? Con, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles. This is talking about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is referring to Joshua, who, who, who we understand is Joshua. But what we're trying to bring some reference to, and that these scholars trying to bring reference to, is that the name Joshua and Jesus are the exact same word. Obviously not the exact same person, but the exact same word. And that I, I guess what I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to reveal or bring out is because of religion, modern-day religion, we think that Jesus is the only person ever named Jesus in the Bible. And I've, I've heard over the years, you know, how come, the Old how come the Old Testament doesn't have normal names like New Testament, right? Jesus or Peter or or. or or, or Paul or, or, or what happened, Matthew. But what we're going to find out is, again, the New Testament was pretty much translated from the Greek, and the Old Testament was translated from the Hebrew. And when we come back and we look at the word Joshua, or we look at the word Jesus in Hebrew, we're finding out and seeing that Joshua and Jesus is the exact same name. It's the exact same name. Okay. Um, read that one more time for me, Alex. Con. Acts chapter 7 and verse 44 reads, Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. Right. Um, oh, man. Did you want to go to the the other reference scripture, which is uh, Hebrews 4 and 8? Yes. Con. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 8. Let's start, let's start at 7. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 7 reads, Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Verse 8. 
For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? So, again, this Jesus here is not referring to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This here is referring to Joshua, all right, the successor after Moses. And the only reason I'm trying to bring this out, again, it feels choppy right now. I don't, I don't know if I'm still feeling anxiety or whatever. Um, and trying to bring out the significance of what this means. And this is why I say I'm not an eloquent man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not eloquent. But, uh, or even, even like, why are we even going over this? Why even, even bring this out? We're still dealing with biblical salvation in, in the series. All right? We're still dealing with the topic of biblical salvation in, in the series. And remember, when we first started the series, we were going over all the different judges and deliverers and saviors that the Most High sent to the, to the Israelites um, uh, uh, from, from Moses through the book of Judges, all right? Um, and we've gone over up until this time how the Israelites have been um, gone in captivities and then how we were scattered out of the promised land uh, and carried away in captivity during the Assyrian uh, captivity. Uh, we were carried away in captivity during um, uh, the Babylonian captivity. Some came back to Israel, and then we went through the, the Persian Mede captivity. Then we went through the um, uh, Greek captivity, and we went through the Roman captivity. Where we were finally finally exiled and banished out of the Promised Land into captivity. And that the one thing that's been lacking uh, after all this time is that the we've been exiled out of the Promised Land. That one thing that, that we need to be done, like what was done in every other captivity that we had, had been under, is that we came together as Israelites. I already know we were Israelites. We humbled ourselves and we confessed our sins as a nation to the Most High, and we prayed for a deliverer. We prayed for salvation from the captivity that we would happen to be under at that time. And then the Lord would always send a Savior. He would always send a deliverer. He would always send a judge to come and save us. Now we're here at the end of the Roman Empire. We're here in, 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 this, in this modern captivity um, here in, in North, Central, and South America and, and around the world. We're in captivity. We're, we're still being subject to our enemies for the one of all things. Um, and we have not been brought, brought back home yet. Like in other captivities, that when we did come together, we repented and uh, we confessed our sins and we humbled ourselves that the Lord would send the Savior. Well, the Savior he's going to send this time from our very last captivity, the one that we're in right now, is going to be who the world calls Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But I want to get some understanding about what it's going to take for Jesus Christ, the Savior, the chosen, the anointed Savior, to actually come and get us and who he really is. And that there were many people named Jesus, many people named Joshua um, uh, throughout, throughout the Bible. But for the one God has chosen, the one that God has anointed to be the Savior, and why his significance and who he is is so, uh, so great and grand for us as Hebrew Israelites, that upon the salvation of the Hebrew Israelites out of this last captivity and, and being brought back to the promised land by the Savior, being brought back to, to the promised land by the anointed, chosen one, that that's when the earth is going to enjoy peace again. 
that the, the nations will, will learn war no more. And um, uh, the earth is going to finally be at rest. Once the Savior, the chosen Savior, um, the anointed Savior, is finally comes. But it's going to take the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, us coming together and confessing our sin, repenting, confessing our sins before the Lord is going to send this deliverer, this Savior. But there's been many people with the name of Jesus before this time, many people. And we're going to find out, uh, just going through some, uh, some, some uh, in these word studies, that now we're finding out that the name Jesus and the name Joshua are the same word. And that just because we say the name Jesus doesn't mean that we're saved. I guess that's the point I'm trying to get you, trying to bring out. That just because we say the name Jesus, which is only, it's just the Greek way of saying Joshua. Just because you say the name Jesus doesn't mean we're saved. Doesn't mean that we are out of this captivity. Doesn't mean that, that, that he has come already because we're, we're definitely still in this captivity. So this illusion, the delusion that we have that just because I say the name Jesus, oh, Lord Jesus, uh, 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 my Lord and Savior, uh, uh, oh, Lord, uh, 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 oh, Son of Mary, uh, uh, Mary, uh, Mary Mother and God, and, or even something that we say, and we think just because we say the name Jesus that now we're going to, that we're saved or that we're going to be saved, that's brothers and sisters. If we find out and understand that the, this name has been used throughout history, just because you say his name doesn't mean we're saved. Just because you say his name or say this name does not mean we're saved because we're going to find out this name has been carried throughout the ages. We just understand the name as the same name as Joshua, from going back from the, the, the apprentice of Moses, the successor of Moses, the one who brought the 12 tribes of Israel into the promised land. He had the exact same name in Hebrew. But just because we have the name doesn't mean that we're doing those things to have him come and actually save us yet. We have not been saved Yet, and that's what I'm trying to bring out right now. Um, the purpose of going all, through all these definitions and bringing this out is that just because we have the name doesn't mean that we're saved. Just because we have the name doesn't mean that now we've already that we're on some level and we've already been delivered. Whether we're going to find out we say the name in uh, uh, in Greek or in Hebrew or even come back with the with the um, uh, Aramaic saying Yahushai. That just because we say the name does not mean we're saved yet. I guess that's the emphasis that I'm trying to bring out and, and uh, what I'm trying to, trying to um, share at this time, that there are so many people that carry this name that just because you say the name does not mean you're saved. All right? Um, Brother Gabar, where are we at right now? We are in the fourth uh, definition of the name or title uh, Jesus. All right, cool, uh, cool, cool. Let, let's get it. Let's get it. Con. Uh, the fourth definition of Jesus is Jesus, son of Eleazar, one of the ancestors of Christ. 
reference scripture is Luke chapter 3 and verse 29. Well, let's get it. Con. Luke chapter 3 and verse 29 reads, which was the son of Jose, which was the son of Eleazar, which was the son of Joram, which was the son of Matat, which was the son of Levi. So here we're seeing um, uh, Jose, all right, with the son of Jay. Uh, in Luke chapter 3, verse 29, which was the son of Jose, which was the son of uh, uh, Eleazar, which, which was the son of Joram, which was the son of uh, Matat, which was the son of Levi. So here we're seeing the name um, Jose, J-O-S-E. Or, uh, and we're going to find out what they're trying to reveal to us is that J-O-S-E in the Hebrew is the exact same name as Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. All right? And again, just trying to bring some light to there were so many people that carried the exact same name that we know today as Jesus. It's no different than people today, uh, especially with, in, with Spanish-speaking uh, uh, languages. How many Jose, uh, um, Jesus, do you know? <laughs> or Jose, the J-O-S-E. We're finding out that they're all the same name. Not the same person, but the same name. And, that, again, this, this, I'm going to keep stressing this because I know I'm not eloquent. That's why I keep repeating myself. That we're finding out that the name Jose, J-O-S-E, in Hebrew, and word definitions, is the same name as Jesus, which is the same name as Joshua. They're all, they're all the same name. So just because we say the name doesn't mean we're saved. Just because we say the name does not mean that, we're, that, that Christ has already delivered us from this captivity. And that's why I'm, I'm – so, again, I'm just trying to help, help – I hope I help. And I can hear all the – I can only imagine all the thoughts people having, like, this is crazy. No, his name is Jesus. It's Jesus. Not, not my Jesus. Why, why do you have to say not my Jesus? <laughs> So obviously there must be more than one Jesus. <laughs> now my Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that, that makes perfect sense. Uh, actually, why it is like that. But as far as uh, reality in sense, no. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Right, right, right. And again, I'm not trying to, to mock anybody. I'm not trying to, 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 to uh, uh, just put anybody down, whatever. But I am trying to reveal this again. That is not just because we say the name Jesus. And I know we read Acts chapter four, uh, verse ten and verse twelve. And I'm going to get to that. Maybe not today, but I'm, I'm going to get to that. We're going to cover that. But I just wanted to really get a real understanding. And I'm going to. This is going to be one of them dead horses. I'm going to keep beating. This is going to be one of those things I'm going to keep striking at, keep going at, uh, for the remainder of this time, about the, that the name Jesus, it is special, but so many people carry the name Jesus, uh, what we know as Jesus, that it, it, it's not just because you have the name. 
or his, the Greek way of saying his name. All right. What's the fifth definition of Jesus? The fifth de- definition of Jesus is Jesus, surnamed Justice, a Jewish Christian, an associate with Paul in the preaching of the gospel. And reference, scripture, huh? reference scripture is Colossians uh, chapter 4 and verse 11. Yes, sir. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 7. Is it 7 or 11? 11, I'm sorry. Verse 11 reads, And Jesus, which is called Justice, who are of the circumcision, these only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of God, which have been a comfort unto me. So here we have we 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 have the name Jesus, which is called also what justice. Justice. That they're the same name. When we translate these, when we translate these names, they're the same name. So again, just trying to bring a reference to how many people in the Bible carry this exact same name. But for for English purposes, or, or, um, that there was a designation between Jesus and Joshua or justice and, and that and trying to signify or, or reference the son of Mary, the son of, uh, the son of Joseph, the son of Mary, Jesus the Christ from the city of Nazareth. All right? But we're finding out here that Jesus and justice also mean the same thing. So what we have so far, brothers and sisters, we have Jesus, Justice, Jose, Joshua, all come from the same word. They all mean the same thing. And you have many people who carry this name. Is that making sense at all, Gabar? Uh, It's making perfect sense. When you say perfect perfect sense, what do you mean? I mean... What 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 I'm getting from it is, we are going over these these different, but 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 same definitions only with the tra- the translation coming from the the Greek, the Latin, and also the Hebrew, and so the 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 Greek we first went over is Iesus, which is Jesus, but only in the the Greek. Um, Jesus, or Yahweh Shai, um, we're finding that the name Jesus is, wasn't just used for just Jesus of Nazareth, in which basically the understanding is we're, we're, we're getting the, the edification or the understanding on how to tell the difference between Jesus of Nazareth and uh, the Jesus, the, the, other, the other people that, were, that have the same name, as in Joshua, in the Old Testament, and also uh, justice in the New Testament, 
we're finding that just by saying the name is 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 doesn't refer to the Jesus of Nazareth. We're getting the, the understanding that this name was used throughout throughout history, both in the New Testament and the Old Testament. And so with with these definitions and these uh translations and these definitions we are getting we are getting the understanding of what the difference is what the and who the difference is actually if that makes any sense all right cool 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 uh reading on time come come back now to the two definitions and I'll, I'll, I'll get this part right here i'll get this part right here it says okay. the origin, the still dealing with the name Jesus, of Hebrew origin, going to the uh, Hebrews number, um, the Strong's number H three zero nine one, or the theological definition of the New Testament entry zero seven forty four comma four. Parts of speech is a noun masculine. That the name Jesus is a noun and is masculine. Going to the Strong's concordance or dictionary of the Bible. Um, Jesus is of Hebrew origin. Again, the strongest, Hebrew, uh, the strongest number, H3091. And this is what it says. Jesus, that is Jehoshua. And that's J-E-H-O-S-H-U-A. Jehoshua. Not Joshua, but you see, you kind of hear the similarity. Jesus, that is Jehoshua, the name of our Lord and two or three other Israelites. I, I, I kind of want to bring, again, I'm not trying to defame or defunct or blaspheme the name of Jesus or, or, or the Savior. But I want us to get an understanding that just because you say in your, in your prayers, Jesus, uh, and, 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 uh, like Jesus said, if you pray anything in, in my name, um, it will be granted to you. That many of us think that just because I say the name Jesus or Jesus, if I'm speaking Spanish, or Jesse, if I'm speaking uh, uh, French or Creole um, or Greek, Jesus, that, or, or even uh, Hebrew, Yahweh Shai, that just because I say the name, I'm supposed to get what I want or get this or get that or what have you, and there's a frustration. I, I prayed the name of Jesus, and he didn't come, uh, and that's why I don't believe in Jesus. And then you also have um, this teaching going on that the first slave ship that brought slaves from, from the, the, what was that, the West Coast of Africa to the Americas, that that first slave ship was named Jesus. And that that's where we get the name Jesus from, and that Jesus was going to come back and was going to return with more slaves. And, it, and that's being used to discredit the Bible even that much more by people who never read the Bible or studied by or understand the Bible. That because that uh, uh, a slave ship had the name Jesus on it, that that's where Jesus comes from, and he, he's a slave master, and the white man just used that to enslave our people. Come on, stop, stop, no, no. Wow, wow. <laughs> that that's just astonishing to me. I I, I had to say the wow. I'm you know forgive me, but that type of understanding that that's that's a dangerous, that's a very dangerous influence. So, so Con, I, I I definitely understand why you would say stop it. 
because it does need to be stopped and the, uh, the, the correct edification or understanding on, on the name is, is very important. And I just wanted to, you know, drop that in. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, again, when we look at the, the name Jesus, we're seeing that it's from Hebrew origin and that Jesus, that is Jehoshua, J-E-H-O-S-H-U-A, the name of our Lord and two to three other Israelites named Jesus. Now, from the modern literal version, concordance, um, dictionary, and lexicon from 2017. Uh, brother, you got that? Con. Um, it's uh, from the reference number G2424. Uh, Isus or Asus, part of speech. Um, the definition of Jesus or Joshua. Right. Again, uh, the definition is Jesus or what? Joshua. Joshua. All right. Reading on. Supplement. Note. Use two different renderings of the word to denote our Lord from the other Jesus called justice. So a lot of times that they would just use the word Jesus in trying to, to denote our Lord, the Lord and Savior, the one uh, Jesus of Nazareth that was born from, from uh, Mary, uh, born from jo- uh, uh, Joseph, being of the seed of David, that they would go ahead now and, 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 and say, okay, Jesus, and then also denote jo- uh, justice, or also denote jo- uh, Joshua. Read the next part. Um, of the word denote our Lord from the other Jesus called justice, Joshua, whose help is Jehovah, Old Testament, uh, Joshua. Um, reference scripture, again, is Acts chapter 7 and verse 45, um, which goes in uh, direct correlation with First Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 27. Let's get that. Let's get that. First Chronicles <clears throat> chapter 7 and verse 27 reads Nun, his son Jehoshua his son uh, hold on um, we want to Uh, read verse 20. Okay. First Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 20 reads, And the sons of Ephraim, Shephelah and Bered, his son, and Tahath, his son, and Elendah, his son, and Tahath, his son. Keep reading. Uh, Jim Numbers 27 now. So we, we, what's okay. being given here in Chronicles, what's being chronicled or, or, or recorded is the genealogy of the 12 tribes of Israel. So here in Sunday verse 20, we're going to know the genealogy of Ephraim, who was the, 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 uh, the son of uh, Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, where we get the tribe of Ephraim from. All right? Um, so now we're reading about the descendants of, uh, of Ephraim of the tribe or nation of Israel. 
Give me that down to verse 27. None, his son, Jehoshua, his son, his son, his son, and uh, go ahead to uh, 28. No, no. Oh, uh, okay. I, Fine. I, I just want to go. So now let's but go I, to, I'm, I'm sorry. I, no, no, no. I, I, okay, I get it now. I get it. I just got the understanding on why you did that. <laughs> from what? from 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 uh, so from from verse twenty, because we are we are we are getting the, uh, the 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 sons of Jacob, or the sons of of Israel, in um, in this tribe, uh, and the sons of Ephraim, um, as I read the the, son, the sons of Ephraim, which happen to be Shuthalad, Bered. Um, Tahath, Eladah, and Tahath, his son, clinging focal focal point, his son, son of Ephraim, jumping down, also his son being Jehoshua, also his son. Yeah, the son of who? The 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 son of Ephraim. Right, uh, right, true, true, true. Um. The book of Chronicles, the, the word Chronicles means records. And so these are the records or the numbers that, that, that we kept to help keep the pedigrees um, and the family trees uh, of the Israelites. So when we get into First Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 20, we're now dealing with, of the nation of Israel, you have a tribe called Ephraim. The tribe of Ephraim actually come from a man who was the son of Jacob, who gave who his lineage or his family tree or his his his, his ancestry is the tribe of Ephraim, all right? Um, and in following the family tree or the lineage of Ephraim, um, we we get to uh, first first Chronicles chapter seven verse twenty seven. So it's, it's 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 just giving the family tree the lineage coming coming down from Ephraim. And now we get to First Chronicles chapter seven and verse twenty-seven, and it says what? Con successor to I'm Moses. Sorry. I'm sorry. First Chronicles seven twenty-seven. First Chronicles seven and twenty-seven reads: Non, his son, Jehoshua, his son. So, in following this family tree from Ephraim all the way down, we get to Nun. A man whose name is Nun, and in here, the 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 son of Nun is Jehoshua, his son. So I want to kind of keep that in mind that we have Nun, and his son Jehoshua. Now we're going to go to Numbers chapter fourteen, verse six. And I just want to keep in mind, it might be a little confusing right now, that we have this a man named Nun who was from the tribe of Ephraim, who had a son who here in, in 1 Chronicles 7, 27, his name is Jehoshua. That's how it's spelled. But let's get Numbers chapter 14 and verse 6. God. Oh, I'm going to have to change phones because it's not working. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Let me go to, uh, just give me a, a quick second here, sir. Not a problem. You said, you said Numbers... Four chapter 
Numbers chapter 14 and verse 6 reads, And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that scattered, oh, sorry, that searched the land, rent their clothes. So here, who is the son of Nun in Numbers chapter 14, verse 6? And Joshua, the son of Nun. Right. So we're finding out, what, we, what I'm trying to bring some attention to is that from First Chronicles 7, 27, where we see the name Jehoshua, the son of Nun, that is also translated the same thing, uh, it's also translated in Numbers chapter 14, verse 6, that the son of Nun is who? Joshua. So that Joshua and Jehoshua are the same person, which in, in, in the language, Joshua, Jehoshua, Jesus, Justice, um, and Jose. Jose and also Jesus. Which is just a Greek word, the Greek way of saying uh, uh, Jesus. But all these names are the same name in Hebrew. All right? All these names are the same name in Hebrew, which, which the world would call Jesus. That it could be Jesus would be, you can put Jesus and have both of Jesus in all these other places that we're pointing out and showing that this name Jesus was not special just to Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. It was not special to just the Jesus of the New Testament because even in the New Testament, we see that what? You had in the New Testament, you have Barabbas is also named Jesus. And you also see where um, uh, in Colossians, one of the companions of Paul, one of the fellow workers with Paul, his name was Jesus or Justice. They're all the same name. They're all the same name. And again, that's all, that's all I really want, want to bring some, some some light to. We're going to hit a few more. Hit, hit. Let me slow down. We're going to hit a few more of these scriptures. Um, but I get, I really can't emphasize enough. And I know I'm lacking the words. It's lacking the, it's, it's not flowing as 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 fluent as I would like for it to, to and trying to bring out, help bring some understanding that the Savior, the chosen, the, the Christ, the anointed Savior, the Christ, the Son of Mary, the son, the, son, the son of Joseph, the anointed Deliverer, the anointed chosen Savior, that just because you say the name Jesus, it's not like saying some magical term like abacadabra and something magical is supposed to happen or appear. Just because you said a name or you said something. That is not just because you said the name Jesus, that's supposed to protect you from bullets. Or just because you say the name Jesus, that's supposed to protect you from, from, from disease. Or just because you say, say the name Jesus, that's supposed to protect you from, from being harassed. That just saying the name Jesus is not enough. Because there are so many people in the Bible named Jesus. Or, well, Jesus which is also translated as Joshua, which is also translated as um, uh, Justice, which is also translated as Jose, which is also translated as Jehoshua, not Joshua, but Jehoshua, that there's so many people that carry this name 
that just because you say the name is not enough. And because we've only been taught, again, we haven't really been taught the true understanding of what it means to, to pray or to say something in the name of Jesus. We really don't have that understanding. We've been given an understanding, a lacking understanding, a, a, a failing understanding, that just calling the name Jesus is enough, that that's supposed to save us from whatever. But if we don't, if, if we don't get an understanding, and what I'm really trying to help bring out and really trying to express, I know that the flow is, is, is choppy, that just saying the name Jesus, or just because you might even say the name Yahweh Shai, that's not enough. That doesn't guarantee salvation. And you can pray, and I'm not saying that when people pray that you're not praying in sincerity. I'm not saying that you're not saying the name in sincerity, that you're saying the name maliciously. We've been conditioned and taught to say the name in, in full earnest, in full respect, that where if you say the name Jesus Christ, that you might get slapped in the face by, by, by a, a grandmother or, or, or a great aunt or, or, or somebody saying, don't, uh, don't take the name of the Lord in vain. And there's been so much emphasis just on the name Jesus that it's gotten, gotten us away from the true understanding of who and what Jesus Christ is really about and what it means to do something in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we're, we're going to get into that. But I, I am going to bring out a few more examples uh, in the scriptures of how many people throughout history did carry the name Jesus, did, which is the exact same name as Joshua, Jehoshua, um, Jose, Justice. Uh, who am I missing? Jesus. Uh, Jesus. That, and a lot of people don't pray in the name of Jesus, but just because you, again, say the name Jesus, that's not enough that there were so many people who carried this same name. Matter of fact, let me, let me check, check my notes here. Let's go back to uh, the, the, the definitions. Uh, reading from... from the weapon scripture at First Chronicles 7 and 27? No, no, no. The definition from, I'm, I'm sorry, say it again. Reading from uh, the reference scripture at First Chronicles 7 and 27? Go, go, going back to, to, to the, uh, the notes for the, the modern version of the concordance uh, dictionary and lexicon? Yes, sir. So let me, let me go ahead and, and, and uh, just go, just go over that again. Um, the reference number is G twenty four twenty four for um, E A Seuss. Part of speech definition. Uh, Jesus Joshua, which is a supplement used to different rendering of the word to denote or show the difference of our Lord from the other Jesus called Justice. Joshua, whose help is Jehovah, Old Testament, 
Joshua. Reference scripture Acts 7 and 45 also includes reference scripture 1 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 27. Moving on, successor to Moses, who led the people in Canaan. Jesus equals Jehovah is salvation. Etymology for reference number H3091. Did you did you want to get that or unre- no, keep going, keep going. unrelated compound uh, reference number G919 Greek concordance reference number 972 so, King so James what, so what's the name right here when we get down mm-hmm. to the Greek concordance when we look up uh, in the Greek concordance the name Jesus in the King James version the name Jesus appears 972 times the name Jesus in the in the King James actually comes up 972 times. The name Jesus referring to Joshua actually does come up in the New Testament twice. The word Jesus referring to Joshua actually comes up twice. And then Jesus referring to justice actually comes up one time. So when people are are praying or or thinking about it, it, I'm I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting frustrated at myself. When to only give us the name Jesus from from church or from religion or from when we first came when when the white man first came from the um, to the Americas and taught the natives here whatever religion that 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 we learned and then for those of us coming on slave ships to the Americas and teaching us uh, the same um, religion and, and, and lies. They, they conditioned us so much to say the name Jesus. At the same time, they conditioned us to only think about or, or look at a white Jesus from all the pictures that we've seen, from the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus, the Caucasian Jesus, that when we close our eyes and we're singing about prayers, that the image in our mind is of that white man with the blonde hair and the blue eyes, that that's Jesus. And then also uh, we've been conditioned that just by saying the name Jesus, that that's going to save us or that who the Savior is. But all that was given to us as a misdirection. All that was given to us as a misdirection to keep us away from the truth, to keep us away from who Christ really is and what it is we need to do for Christ to come and save us. We've been conditioned that just because I say the name Jesus, not only am I saved already or I'm going to be saved, um, uh, by just by saying the name, but not actually doing the works of Jesus. Or, again, when we, when we, when we, uh, uh, when we pray, we bow our heads in, in prayer, that we have that white image of Jesus in our minds, and that's who we're praying to. And for Hebrew Israelites, the reason that it was important for us to be misdirected is that we don't come back together as Hebrew Israelites, confessing, confessing our sins and repenting and then praying to the, the Almighty, the Most High, to send the true Jesus, the real Savior that's going to save, not, not save us from a bill, 
not just save us from from um, uh, COVID, but actually save us from captivity, save the nation of Israel from the captivity that we're in. Many of us have been conditioned to, to we pray to Jesus, to pray for uh, world peace and, and um, um, goodwill on earth and peace towards all men. And we're praying to that white image. And, again, we're only thinking about the name Jesus, but not the acts of Jesus, that the, the Jesus Christ of the Bible is coming to save his people, coming to save the Israelites out of captivity, out of this last captivity that we're ever going to be involved in. But our enemies have us misdirected, have us misguided in the, in the belief and hopes that just by saying the name, that that's all it takes and that we're saved already. And, brothers and sisters, there's, there's a little bit more to it than that, right? There's a little bit more to it than that. Um, going more into the etymology of the Strong's concordance number, H3091. When it says H3091, that lets you know it's referring to the Hebrew word and to the Strong's definition of 3091, H3091. And the, and the etymology or the origin of H3091, when it says original, when you read it in actual Hebrew, it's reading from right to left, it, it literally spelled Yahawashai, which when you put it together is Yahawashai, when we come back with the Aramaic, right? The transliteration would be Yahashua, right, or Yehoshua. The phonetic is Yehoshua. By definition, the name Jesus, which comes from the Hebrew word um, Yahashua, it's, by definition, it is Joshua or Jehoshua, which equals Yahweh or the Jehovah is salvation. And dealing with the etymology, once again, we have def, uh, definition number one, Joshua, the, that the son of Nun of the tribe of Ephraim and successor to Moses as the leader of the children of Israel led the conquest of Canaan. So dealing with Yahweh Shai, the first person that we see carrying this name is who we call Joshua, the son of Nun. But in Hebrew, that name would be Yahawashai. The second person we have is called Yahawashai or Joshua or Jehoshua or Justice or, or what have you, is a resident of Bethshemesh on whose land the Ark of the Covenant came to a stop after the Philistines returned it. Yeah, I remember that. That's the, one at the time when David was bringing the ark back to, to Bethlehem, and they was rejoicing and partying, and the ark stumbled, and the man put his hand up to stop the ark from falling, and he was killed because no, nobody but the priests was supposed to touch the ark. Where they put, took the ark to, to stay until they got things right was at another person whose name would be translated as Yahawashai also. All right? Then we have the third definition. A uh, third person whose name was Yahawashai is also the son of Jehoshadak and high priest after the restoration. Then we also have uh, the same person who carried the name Yahawashai um, or Jesus or um, Jesus or 
uh, Justice or uh, Joshua or Jose is the governor of Jerusalem under King Josiah, who gave his name to a gate of the city of Jerusalem. All right? Uh, And then we have again uh, uh, Jehoshua, uh, that is Joshua, the Jewish leader, uh, Jehoshua, Jehoshua, or Joshua, is the same. It's all the same. And we have Joshua, that appears in the Bible 218 times, Jehoshua, which appears one time, and Jehoshua, which appears one time also. So if we can get uh, Numbers chapter 13, verse 16 out. Numbers chapter 13, 13, verse 16. Uh, hello? Numbers, Numbers chapter 13, verse 16. Time. Reads, these are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Oshea, the son of Nun, Jehoshua. Now, we're going to find, we, we just got introduced with a whole other name now. What, what name is the son of Nun here in Numbers chapter 13, verse 16? Jehoshua. Uh, Jehoshua, or what did you actually read? And Moses called Oshea, the son of Nun, Jehoshua. So here we're seeing that another name for Joshua, Jesus, Justice, um, Jose, is Oshea. Oshea and Jehoshua, same name. All right, same name. Oshea. Similar to where you might know of a rapper whose actual name is O'Shea. Con. Ice Cube. (laughs) Ice Cube. (laughs) I'm not not saying that that Ice Cube is the savior. I'm saying that his name O'Shea goes back to O'Shea, which goes back to Joshua, which goes back to Jehoshua which goes back to Jesus, which is also the same as Justice, which is also the same as uh, Jose, they're all the same name in Hebrew, Yahweh Shai. All right? From there, let's get First Chronicles. Oh, we read that one up. We read that already. Um, moving on, and I just heard the, 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 the time. I'm going to read this here. Well, you know, I'm going to let you read it. Uh, uh, jump down to, uh, scroll down if you can, to the John Gill commentary for Hebrews chapter 4, verse 8. Okay, let me uh, let me get there. Uh-huh. 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 It, it it dropped on me. But no, I don't it's all good. It's, it's all good. It's all good. To the 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 John Gill commentary, Hebrews uh, chapter four and eight reads: For if Jesus had given them rest, that is Joshua, for Hosea, Joshua, and Jesus 
are one and the same name. All right, so here's this scholar, John Gill. For when the Bible reads, the scripture reads, for if Jesus had given them rest, that's what the scripture says. Now, the commentary from this scholar is telling us what, Gabar? That is Joshua for Hosea. Joshua and Jesus are one and the same name. They are one and the same name, as well as Justice, Jose, uh, uh, Yahashua, Jahashua. They're all the same name. Reading on, sir. Con, or Jesus himself, as two of Stephen's copies reads, and so Joshua is called Jesus by the Septuagint interpreters on Exodus chapter 17 and verse 10 and other places where he is mentioned. That's, uh, I'll, I'll read Exodus 17 and 10. Stay where you're at. I'll, I'll get it. Only I, uh, uh, I got you on a whole lot of places, and I don't want to drop the call again. 17 and verse 10. And it says, so Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So, again, we just have the name Joshua once again. All right? We have the name Joshua once again. Reading on, sir. Con. And other places where he is mentioned, and also by Josephus, um, parentheses um, H, and Philo, parentheses I, the Jew. The, Syri- the Syriac version, lest any should mistake this for Jesus Christ, adds the son of none, who is certainly the person designed, as the apostles' reasoning shows, who so was here, the... Again, we're, we're looking at Josephus, and we, we have the, uh, the red letter H and the red letter I. Those are just the references that this scholar is... is that's the bibliography of where the scholar is, where John Gill is getting this from, was at, at the very bottom of... of, of uh, this commentary, he says, in other places where he is mentioned, talking about what Joshua's mentioned, and also by Josephus and Philo, who was another historian, um, the Jew, the Syriac version, lest any should mistake this for Jesus Christ. In case anybody's mistaken, Joshua uh, or Hosea, Hosea, um, O'Shea, um, uh, Justice, or whatever, for Jesus Christ, but particularly with Joshua. A lot of times it will be followed by, or they will add, the son of none. So that in, because they all share the same name, you might be able to designate who's being spoken about. No different, you might be able to designate that it's Jesus the Christ or Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The reason we have to take that direction is because of how many people did carry this name. Read on, bro. Read on. Con. Um, lest any should mistake this for Jesus Christ, adds the son of none, who is certainly the person designed as the apostles' reasoning shows, who was an eminent type of Jesus Christ. There is an agreement in their names, both signify and, uh, I'm sorry, both signify a savior. Joshua was a temporal savior. Christ, a spiritual one, and in their office, they were both servants. 
and in their qualifications for their office, such as wisdom, courage, faithfulness, and integrity. Joshua was a type of Christ in many actions of his life, in the miracles he wrought, or were wrought for him, in the battles he fought, and the victories he obtained, in saving Rahab and her family, in receiving the Gibeonites who came submissively to him, and in leading the children of Israel into Canaan's land which he divided to them by lot. But though he brought them into a land of rest, into the typical rest, where they had rest for a while from their temporal enemies, yet he did not give them the true spiritual rest. And that's, that's what Paul was covering in uh, Hebrews chapter uh, 4, verse 7 and 8. Let's jump to the apocrypha real quick. I'm going to be jumping down. Give me a in this, this 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 show, jumping down to Ecclesiasticus chapter forty six, uh, we'll start verse one. And the apocrypha. Now we're going to Ecclesiasticus chapter forty six, we'll start verse one. Oh, there it is. Okay. Just bear with me one second, sir. Ecclesiasticus chapter. I got it. All right, all right, all right. So, send up huh? a second. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you if you scroll down in the notes, it's all it's all right there in the notes still. Con. Oh, con. Okay. Ecclesiasticus chapter forty six and verse one through ten uh, reads: Jesus, the son, a knight of Nave, the son a Nave was valiant in the wars, and was the successor of Moses in the prophecies who according to his name was made great for the saving of the elect of God and taking vengeance of the enemies that rose up against them that he might set Israel in their inheritance. So here in the Apocrypha, we see the name Jesus once again. Um, just from Second chapter, uh chapter 7, verse 6, uh, talking about the Christ or Jesus, but here we're seeing Jesus, the son of Nave, Again, Jesus son of Nain, or Jesus son of none, talking about Joshua. All right, and just trying to relate, and I know it's confusing for a lot of people, and I did not deliver this class fluently at all, and that's all on me. Um, that we have the name Jesus here once again, Jesus also being the same name as Joshua. All right, um, from the Hastings Bible Dictionary. Uh, if you want to read that, Todd. Hastings Bible Dictionary, uh, knave, the definition of knave is the form in which possibly by a primitive error in transcription of the Greek. The Hebrew name Nun appears in A.V. of Sirach or Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, chapter 46, and uh, starting at verse 1. So again, here we're saying that, that Jesus, the son of, of, of Nave, which is also Nave being the son, it being also none. That Jesus going back to Jehoshua, going back to Joshua, going back to Oshea, that they all mean the same thing. That and translated into Hebrew would be Yahweh Shai. 
All right. Um, and when we read uh, the definition of none, uh, the father of Joshua, from Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, Numbers chapter 11, verse 28, and Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, and etc. Um Uh, uh, the, four, the, the 14th letter, I'm sorry, no, uh, the definition. It keeps, keeps going down to Ecclesiastes chapter 49, verses 10 through 12. And we're going to end it with that. Verse 10 through 12, you want me to drive all the way down? Ecclesiastes chapter 49, chapter 49, not 46. Ecclesiastes 49. chapter 49. It's, it's in the notes. It's, it's in the notes. Just go down the Time. notes. Time. Time. I have it. Okay. Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, chapter 49, uh, starting at verse 10, reads, And of the twelve prophets, let the memorial be blessed, and let their bones flourish again out of their place. For they comforted Jacob and delivered them by assured hope. How shall we magnify Zorobabel? Even he was a a signet on the right hand. So was Jesus, the son of Josedek, who in their time built the house and set up in holy temple to the Lord, which was prepared for everlasting glory. So, again, we have another, another person who carried the name Jesus or Joshua or Yehoshua or uh, Jehoshua or um, Oshea, and we have Jesus, the son of Josedek, all right? Um, and then from the Smith Bible Dictionary, Josedek, um, the son of uh, Sariah, um, Uh, is Jehoshadak. Uh, Jehoshadak, uh, he was the father of Joshua, or Jeshua, uh, from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. And that's just scrolling down with the notes that we have many people, once again, um, that did carry the name Jesus, or Joshua, or, or Yahawashai, or, or they all carried the same name, which in Hebrew would be Yahawashai. If you can scroll down your notes, bro. I'm going to say the last one, but scroll down yes, your notes to um, Ecclesiastes chapter 50 and verse 27. Time. Ecclesiasticus or uh, Sirach in the Apocrypha chapter 50 and verse 27 reads, Jesus, the son of Sirach of Jerusalem, hath written in this book the instruction of understanding and knowledge, who out of his heart poured forth wisdom. So where we get the, the book of Ecclesiastes from is from Jesus, the son of Syriac. All right? So here we have another person who carried his exact same name, who in the Hebrew it would be Yahawashai or Joshua or Oshea or Jehoshua or um, uh, Justice or um, Hosea. We're finding out that all these in Hebrew would be the same 
name, which is Yahweh Shai. Here we have Yahweh Shai, or Jesus, the son of Syriac. Um, uh, if you want to read the definition from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Um, the definition of Jesus, the son of Sirach, from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia reads, the proper name of the author was Jesus. Jeshua, Greek, Eiaseus. Uh, uh, the family name being Ben Sirach, the full name would be therefore. I'm sorry. The full name would be therefore Jesus Ben Sears. Ben, right, which would be Syriac. Uh, ben in Hebrew being meaning the word son. Uh, so the the apocrypha book of Ecclesiastes would be from Yahweh Shai Ben Sirah. All right, if we were going to translate that into Hebrew, into the Paleo-Hebrew. Reading on, sir. In the Talmud and other Jewish writings, he is known as Ben Sirah, literally the son or descendant of Sirah, who Sirah was, is unknown. No other book in the Apocrypha gives the name of its author as the prologue of Sirach does. Jump down to the, to the um, uh, where, where it gets bold, where it says the Hebrew text. Con. Um, the Hebrew text of Sirach, reference scripture, chapter 50 in the Apocrypha, verse 27 and 51 and 30, gives the following genealogy. Simeon, or Simon, of Jesus son of Eleazar, son of Sirach, making the author the grandson and not the son of Sirach. So again, so the Hebrew text of Syriac, uh, or Ecclesiastes chapter 50, verse 27, and Ecclesiastes chapter 51, verse 30, is the following genealogy that Simeon is the son of Jesus, or which would be Yahweh Shai, or, or Joshua, who is the son of Eleazar, who is the son of uh, Sirah, making the author the grandson and not the son of Sirah. And so he is called uh, by another uh, Sadia, uh, Sadia uh, scholar. Jumping down to uh, reading in, in the notes, uh, coming down to Oshea, uh, Numbers chapter 13, verse 8. God. Numbers chapter 13 and verse 8, of the tribe of Ephraim, Oshea, the son of Nun. So all these names are the same in Hebrew. But here we see is, here is Oshea, um, which would be in Hebrew, Yahweh Shai. It's all the same, the son of Nun. Uh, reading the next one. Con, Numbers, reference scripture, Numbers uh, chapter 13 and verse 16 reads, these are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land, and Moses called Oshea, the son of Nun, Jehoshua. We read this earlier, but again, just give another reference and trying to get, get the point across that all these names, all these different names that we have in Hebrew, it will all be one name. Jesus, Yahweh Shai, Oshea, Joshua, Jehoshua, um, 
Hosea, they're all the same name in Hebrew. So I'm just trying to stress and bringing all this out that just because we say the name Jesus or just because you pray and say the name Yahweh doesn't that's not enough. We're going to go into a class about what it means to, to pray in the name of Jesus and what it means to do things in the name of Jesus, that you're doing things the same way Jesus would do things. Jesus Christ kept the law, then we should also keep the law. Jesus Christ esteemed others better than himself, then we're going to do things in his name, then we should, do, we should esteem others better than ourselves. Jesus Christ went to the, he put his, he died to show his love for, for the Most High, then we should be willing to do the same thing in his name doing things the same way he would do things. Talk about Jesus the Christ, the one from Nazareth, the one from uh, uh, the, the son of Mary and Joseph, not the son of Nun, not the son of Syriac, not the son of Jehoshadak, not the son of, uh, um, uh, of uh, other people, but that, that son of Joseph and Mary, that son of God, that we got, we got to do things the way he did things. Fox have holes, birds have nests, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head, doing things his way. Um, praying three times in the Garden of Gethsemane. I did not want to go through this, this, this crucifixion. I did not want to go through this torture. I did not want to go through this, 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 I don't want to go through this death. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. That when I have the power to take matters in my own hands, I ain't called down two legions of angels and white and stop all this. But it's not about my will. It's about the Father's will be done. Even though I got the power to stop it, I'm going to choose to do things the way the Most High wants things done. If he wants me to go through this, I'm going to go through this. So in doing things in his name, not just because we say the name Jesus, or not just because we say the name Yahweh Shai, that we're, that we're doing something. No. It's not, not that we love in word and in tongue, but we show it in our actions. If we, we show Christ that we love him in our actions, that we follow his actions. For him now to come and deliver us from this captivity. For him now to come and deliver us and save us from slavery. From being scattered to the four corners of the earth. All right? Uh, reading in, on in the notes, sir, from the International Standard Bible Dictionary about O'Shea. Con. The International Standard Bible Bible Encyclopedia definition for the name O'Shea. O'Shea, the revised version, British and American, O'Shea. Reference scripture is Numbers chapter 13 and verse 8, in which we read, and also Numbers reference, uh, reference scripture chapter 13 and verse 16. The original name of Joshua, the son of Nun, Changed by Moses, which is recorded in uh, the book of Numbers, chapter 13 and verse 16. From Hosea, Hosea, help, to Joshua, Yehoshua, help of Yahweh or Yahweh. See Joshua. All right. So from the James Strong and John uh, McClintock Encyclopedia, we have O'Shea. Go ahead. Con. Um, definition of O'Shea. Hebrew. O'Shea. Or Yahweh Shai. 
Sept uh, of Septuagint, uh, which is uh, of um, that's Greek. I'm not even trying to read that. Right. <laughs> oh, or, or well, actually, of uh, O.C. Right. Another from the Latin, or, or from the Latin Vulgate O.C. Right. Go ahead. Another form reference scripture of Numbers. 13 in verse 8 of the name Joshua, see Joshua, uh, the son of Nun. From the, oh, okay. From the Hitchcock, Hitchcock's Bible names dictionary, uh, the definition of the name O'Shea, um, meaning is a savior, a deliverer. Same as Jehoshua, Jeshua, Joshua. Jehoshua, a savior or a deliverer. Same as Joshua, Hosea, reference scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 44. And Moses came and spake all the words of of this song in the ears of the people. He and Hosea, the son of Nun. So here we have, again, another reference. Now it's Hosea. All right, reading on from the Smith Bible Dictionary. Con, from the Smith Bible Dictionary, the definition of the name Hosea. Hosea, salvation. First definition, the 19th, last and best king of Israel. So, so the, the, the last and best king of the kingdom of Israel. But from uh, when the king got, got split, the last and best king of the king of Israel, guess what his name is, y'all? Hosea. Hosea, which would be also translated as Jesus. John <laughs> succeeded Pekah, whom he slew in a successful conspiracy, thereby fulfilling a prophecy of Isaiah. Reference scripture, chapter, uh, Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 16. In the third year of his reign, B.C. 7 to 6, Shalmaneser cruelly stormed the strong caves of the Tharul. Reference scripture, Hosea chapter 8 and verse 14, and made cruel tributary, reference scripture, 2 Kings, chapter 17, and verse 3, for three years. Right. Uh, Jumping down, jumping down. How far did you want me to go? You know, we're going to end up with that. If If I haven't made the point, even though it's been sketchy, and, and my flow has not been good. If it hasn't been made by now, it's not going to be made. Um, or, or maybe I'll, I'll, I can come back and, and, and deliver this with a, with a better flow. Um, so it comes out a lot, lot smoother. And I don't have so much shit in my in, thoughts in my head and, and instructions in my, in my own head. I can deliver deliver this a lot a lot more clearly. But to, to go ahead and finish this, this class, the purpose of this class, for anybody who didn't make it this far and didn't hang up and like, I'm not dealing with this or or, or <laughs> it's just too confusing, 
if you made it this far, the purpose of this class is to come back and still show that there were there were so many people in the Bible that carried the same name as Jesus. Um, that the same Hebrew word for Jesus, which would be in Hebrew Yahweh Shai, that it's, it's so many different people who carry the same name that just because you say the name Jesus, that is not going to guarantee you salvation or that you're saved. That there's more to it than just saying his name because of how many people carry the name Jesus. A lot of us really believe that there is just the one Jesus. Many of us have been taught that and conditioned with that, but hopefully with this class, as chalk as it was, it might be seen that, no, there were so many people, uh, when we come back and translate it into Hebrew, and even look at the Greek Greek form, that many people carry this name in the Bible. So, and I'm not saying the name Jesus is not special, but just because you say his name is not enough. We have to be doing things. He left us an example that we should follow his steps, that we should be doing things the same way he did things, that that's the significance of doing things in Jesus' name, that we're doing things in Jesus' name, not because um, I get a Grammy Award, and because I get a Grammy Award, I'm going to say, yeah, if it weren't for Jesus, I wouldn't have this. That Hell no. That is not... That is not the proper biblical understanding or the proper biblical usage of the name Jesus. Or you got a tattoo of a cross, or you got a, uh, a Caesar Virginia Jesus piece, um, Jesus tattoo across your whole back. It's talking about you doing this in the name of Jesus. No. Okay, if you did it in the name of Jesus, then which Jesus? That if you do it in the name of Jesus Christ, the Savior. Jesus Christ the Savior would never get a tattoo. Jesus Christ the Savior would never accept a trophy or an idol. Jesus Christ the Savior didn't build things just for himself. So just come back and try and get laid, laid up foundation and hopefully give some understanding that just because you say the name Jesus, which would be taking his name in vain, you're not doing nothing. You're not doing things the way he would do things. Christ said, my, uh, my, my, my sheep or my flock hear, hear my voice. He said that. He also said, my kingdom. Uh, if this were my kingdom, my my. Con. That he's not that that just because you and and remember, let me get that real quick. Let me get that real quick. Let's get Matthew chapter seven verse twenty one. Yeah, I, I should have. I probably should have started with this. Uh, let's get Matthew chapter seven and verse twenty one. Con. Matthew chapter seven and verse twenty one. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 reads, and it's in red, so we know that this is coming straight from Christ. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will 
of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done works, done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever... So he said, just because there's going to be a lot of people that are saying, we did many wonderful works, and we did many huh. great things in your name, and the Christ, the actual Savior, is going to say, I never knew you. That I, I would never build nothing like that. I would never do anything like that. I would never say anything like that. Just because you said my name doesn't mean that that, that, that is in honor of me. That's in praise of me. You've been working your own opinion this whole time. We've been working our own opinion this whole time, but because we say the name Jesus or because we say the name Yahweh Shai, that's supposed to automatically make it something praiseworthy of the actual chosen Savior? No. No. That, that again, you pray over uh, uh, the, 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 the Christmas dinner that's got, uh, got pork. Talk about, because I, I prayed over it and I said in the name of Jesus, that makes it okay? Would Jesus ever eat pork? Why are you saying in Jesus' name we pray? Would Jesus ever pray over some pork? No. So many people are under this delusion that because I say the name Jesus, after I do something or do something, that that makes it. I'm, that means I'm praising God. I'm praising Jesus. No. That might be how you look at, at, at praising Jesus, but that's not how the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, that's not how, how he looks at you praising his name. If you're thinking about his name, that means we're thinking about how he did things. How did he roll? How did he act? How did he behave? What did he accept? What did he not accept? What were his works? Then if we're going to say the name Jesus, Yahweh Shai, then we got to think about how did he do things. Good part, is that, is that it kind of makes sense? That makes it, it, it's plain, very plain and simple. The edification on today's class is, are you worshiping the, the, worshiping the, the right Jesus, which is the Jesus of Nazareth, which is, which is the Jesus in the scripture, but not just by name, but by his works and his deeds. The works and the deeds. This is 
the edification and the understanding of the difference. Having the same name, but the difference varying in the works and the deeds of Yahweh Shai or Jesus Christ. The Christ, which is a differentiation, detailed differentiation from the other Joshua, Justice, Yehoshua, Hosea, it doesn't get any more basic. And remember that the love of the Jesus of Nazareth is in the simplicity. So I believe that we've made it, or rather you have made it, with love in the basic of telling the difference between the Jesus of Nazareth and his works determining which which is the the, the salvation, the true salvation or the, the true savior of of this of this time where we're where we're in. I I, I believe it it's it's plain. It's plain and and um I believe that the research that 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 you did uh, with the use of all of the uh, dictionaries and encyclopedias with the definitions, I, I, I believe um, you you did give everyone with love the, edu- the, the edification and understanding that you can't just say the name because with all of the people in or the all of the people in in the scriptures from the old testament to the new testament and through all the translations of the greek and the latin and the uh uh from the aramaic also uh in the hebrew from the hebrew um that Although there are many that have the same name, the differentiation of the true Savior and the true salvation of our people is um, Yahweh Shai or Jesus uh, of Nazareth. Cool, 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 cool. Well, Tawada, bro. Tawada, Tawada, Tawada. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, we're going to end it. In this class, finally, um, on, on that note, a uh, reminder that tonight, uh, being Wednesday, uh, April 5th, uh, 2023, um, at sundown, uh, we will be observing uh, the Passover. Uh, the official Passover. Uh, keeping in mind that we will be congregating uh, for those who can make it uh, this Sunday, April 9th, in uh, Nova Virginia. Uh, in, in a convocation uh, and honoring that, that part of the Passover. And then for those who can't make that uh, trip also, we, uh, we will be having a convocation, a, a convocation uh, May 6th uh, here in San Antonio for those who would like to gather uh, who, who didn't make it to the one uh, in Virginia or, or what have you. But everybody can still observe tonight um, as 
the official Sabbath. Uh, we're supposed to get get rid of all leaven out of our house. Um, uh, if possible, eat some lamb uh, with the bitter herbs, with the uh, a wine or, or or grape juice, if possible. If not, uh, just treat it as a, as a Sabbath until we actually can come together and eat and, and put everything together uh, in in the convocation. Uh, and with that, I'm not sure if, if I'm have class tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm, I'm just not sure right now. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And and mind you that t- tonight is is a Sabbath. Uh, tomorrow night is a Sabbath, leading us into Friday night regular Sabbath. So we have three Sabbaths in a row. Um, today, or tonight being a Sabbath, tomorrow night being a Sabbath, and then Friday night being a Sabbath. So we have uh, three three Sabbaths in a row um, that we're, that we're faced with right now. Uh, just go ahead and put that out there for everybody. Any, any, anything, any, any announcements or anything that you want, want to go into out there? Oh, um, just oh, okay. Go ahead. Please go ahead. Please go ahead. I was I was just going to say also with the feast of unleavened bread, which which lasts um, eight days, in which you know that's how long we need to keep the uh, the leaven um, out of our house, out of our houses. True. So. So I'm, I'm actually asking a question. Um, so since we are uh, participating in the Sabbath at sundown today, are we then going on with the Feast of Unleavened Bread, this being the, 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 the first day or the second day? But in any case, we're going eight. So... From today until Thursday night at sundown, is that when the Feast of Unleavened Bread ends? Um, when, when we say eight days, that, that's because that includes the Passover. Because remember, there's no leaven on the Passover. Come. So the Feast of the Feast of Unleavened Bread is only seven days. But okay, come. You said that's the Feast of Unleavened Bread because you have the Passover which are two separate, but the Passover just happens to be without the, without leaven also. Time. Time. So, so it will end on when, Wednesday of next week. Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Right. Time. Time. And that's the, you know, I just wanted to make sure of that also. And to add, to add on to the, you know, the understanding of the feast of unleavened bread being actually seven days because you did drop that it you know we're, we we have three sabbaths in a row but you know we still have after the the three sabbaths we still have the four more days or uh five more days or four more days until the actual uh, holy convocation the feast of unleavened bread ends wednesday <laughs> sundown time that's it so cool I, again, it's a wonderful joining along, brother. Um, and for ISBHPK, uh, my name is Mashaba. Uh, my name is Gabar Kawa. Uh, we would like to say 
Shabbat Shalom. Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Israel, Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one.